Live from the studio in downtown, <clears throat> uptown Charlotte. Is that a thing? Phantom Radio. May contain adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Phantom Radio Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. It's Ren. Happy New Year, everybody. We made it. 2021. <laughs> I know that there were a lot of people out there sitting there looking at their clock at 11.59, just waiting. Just waiting for it to turn to like 11.60 or something crazy because of how this whole year has been. <laughs> but it didn't. It hit midnight. Everything's okay. We're all still here. So happy new year. Now, if you haven't listened to the last podcast episode yet, you may be one of the few that haven't because apparently this thing is uh, going all over the place. People are sharing it and uh, a lot of people listening to it this week. So, I, you know, I appreciate that. It's called 2021 Predictions with a question mark on the end of it. So check that out. And I definitely want to say hi and welcome to all the new listeners this week. Of course, all across the home state here in North Carolina. Uh, but Ohio, Virginia, Tennessee, Washington, California, South Carolina, Texas, Georgia, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Oregon, Arizona, Illinois, Florida, Montana, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and all across the world. I really, truly appreciate every single one of you for listening and welcome to the Phantom Radio Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss anything new coming out. Uh, I know the big thing with podcasts, you know, consistency is key. Release an episode same day every week so everybody knows what's going on. I get that. That's a great idea. But you guys know me. I kind of I kind of like to go with my own flow, you know. So whenever I just get inspired or something comes to me that I want to share with you, it could be, you know, 2.30 in the morning on a random Tuesday night. You just never know. I'll come over here and, and jump on and, uh, and put something out there for you guys. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you want to reach out to me, easy to do it. Ren, R-E-N-N, at RadioCharlotte.com. Or you can call the, the tan line and leave a voicemail, 704-TAN-LINE. Yeah, it does spell tan line. 704-826-5463. So tonight, we're going to be talking about something very, very cool. This is something I have always been fascinated about and interested in. I, I'm pretty sure most of you out there as well, we're talking about dreams. Why do we dream? What are dreams? What do our dreams mean? Do we go anywhere when we dream? A lot of questions I have that I want to try and get answered tonight. So I've got a dreamer expert on the phone. Uh, she's a very cool New Yorker. She's also a New York State licensed clinical psychologist. She served as a member of the board of trustees of the Young Foundation. And currently she's on the advisory board of Quadrant. And that's the journal of the C.G. Young Foundation for Analytical Psychology. She's also a fantasy fiction writer, just had a new book come out on January 1st. Pretty cool books that she's writing right now, so we'll talk about that as well coming up in just a little bit. Dr. Susan Plunkett. Susan, you are awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, call in tonight and talk about dreams with us. Hi, Ren. I'm delighted to talk to you and to your listeners. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good, good. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. This is awesome. Oh, it's fun for me. I love to talk about dreams. Yeah. How did you become a, a Jungian psychologist? I mean, Carl Jung, who I know, worked real closely with Sigmund Freud uh, and uh, was really into to dreams. How did you get involved or curious about this? That's a good question. You know, mm -hmm. how does one know how to choose one's career? Right. I think we're guided to our careers. True. Like you're guided to give information to people that they need to know in this rapidly changing universe we're in at the moment. Mm -hmm. And... I believe I was guided uh, and told that my work was twofold, that I had two paths. One was as a writer, but one was as a psychologist working one-on-one -on -one with people so that when I work in my office or on Zoom, it is a one-on-one -on -one experience. But when I write, I'm speaking to whoever, wherever finds my books. Right. But it's usually communicating a lot of the same <laughs> information about where did we come from? Mm -hmm. Why are we here? And where are we going? Right. Dreams are the best source of information on this. So I, I guess the short answer is I think I was guided mm -hmm. to become a psychologist, and right. I had always liked Jung better than anyone else, right. even in high school. So it just seemed normal to study Jung more than anyone else. Right. So you feel he's the best out there, I'm guessing, huh? <laughs> I, he's, he's, yeah, even though he died 
in the 1960s, mm-hmm. I feel he's communicating with me when I read what yeah. he's written. Yeah, yeah. It's like he goes right into my heart and mind. And he's, you know, he's fascinating what he says about dreams and how important they are to our existence. Yeah. And he worked very closely with uh, Sigmund Freud. Freud was kind of uh, a mentor to him, I know. And uh, but they, from what they I've the research I've done, yeah, they split. He he kind of had his own uh, thoughts and feelings about it. Uh, Freud may not have wanted to go in that same direction, so it may have caused a little right. bit of friction. But uh, his work That's is right. is amazing. What he did, Freud was amazing too, mm-hmm. and he really, I mean, I liken it what Freud for humans by giving by returning us to the focus on dreams as he right. did in 1900 when he wrote the interpretation of dreams in my mind it's as big as Prometheus giving humans the gift of fire right. because he gave us the gift of self-knowledge but in Jung's opinion Freud didn't go far enough Freud had a much narrower view of where dreams came from and Jung and and what the unconscious was. Mm -hmm. They both agreed that dreams came from the unconscious, but they disagreed about the nature of the unconscious. For Freud, it was just stuff you couldn't deal with, Mm -hmm. that you just stuffed in there like the attic or the basement to get it out of sight, and it broke through in dreams if the barrier wasn't strong enough. But Jung had a very different view. He felt that there was treasure in the unconscious, and the unconscious was vast and magnificent and timeless and eternal, had always existed, would always exist. It's a very different view. So they they had to break because Jung was much younger. And if he wanted to develop his own gifts and bring to the world his message, he had to split with this father figure of mm-hmm. Freud. But it cost Jung. Mm-hmm. He... He nearly lost his sanity because yeah. Freud was so amazing and influential that to lose a mentor of that caliber destabilized Jung for a while, and yeah. he was frightened. Yeah. He even slept with a loaded pistol wow. in his nightside table just because he, sometimes he got paranoid fantasies because right, right. he felt so awful about the break. Yeah. <clears throat> but he recovered and went on to write more and more and develop his own theories. And sometimes to, to really do our own thing, you know, we have to, I guess, be broken down yeah. completely, go through that type of yeah. uh, period within ourselves to, to really start to, to rebuild. And what he did after that was just so amazing. Yeah, totally. Like he described the dream as a gift. Mm-hmm. And if you want to dream before you sleep at night, you just say to your unconscious, could I have the gift of a dream? Right to help me understand how to handle this situation or what's coming down the road in my life. Right. Because dreams see around corners and into the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, they comment on our affairs, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I've, so, done, I've done that uh, a bit lately, just, uh, you know, putting some intention behind my dreams before I go to bed, and it's amazing great. some of the things that you can experience at night. Because if you pay attention to the unconscious, mm-hmm. It will reward you if you ignore it, if you never try to remember your dreams, if you make no effort to be in communication with this wise and ancient landscape or being, however you want to think about it, this all-knowing source of information, then it will stop trying to communicate with Mm -hmm. you. It will try and try and try, even up to the point of giving you nightmares. Right. to try to break through to you, but if it can't, then you you start to think you don't dream. But in fact, yeah. everyone dreams four or five dreams a night, right. but we don't remember all of them. Why do you think that the is? Ego, it's the ego doesn't see the purpose of it. Right. So the ego has the attitude of like, hey, I get you across the street without getting hit by a car. I make a living for you. Uh-huh. I make sure you have shelter. What do you need that unconscious for? What good is that? <laughs> that ego is so needy. Yeah, it wants to rule the show, but yeah. it will accept, the ego will accept messages from the dreamland, from mm-hmm. the unconscious, as if messages coming from a distant land. Yeah. And, and it can be helpful because 
because dreams do warn of things that are coming. And they do see around corners and into the future. Even though we know there is no future because everything is happening at once. Right. But right. we accept the idea that time is spread out so our heads don't explode. Right. Yeah, here in the uh, in this life, in the third dimension, uh, time is linear, and that's just kind of the way we have to understand it, uh, where we right. are right now. Right, so we don't flip out. Right. So with nightmares, uh, what do you think those are? I think there's two things about nightmares. Mm-hmm. One is that the dream has been the dreamer, mm-hmm. that aspect of your psyche, of our psyche, which wants to communicate with us because it's the wisest part of our psyche, mm-hmm. Um, has not been able to get through to us. Mm-hmm. So they make it so frightening that we wake up and remember it. Right. The other thing is that it can be about a trauma yeah. that is still being worked through. Yeah. Um, so it's either trauma or the unconscious psyche is frustrated and it wants you to really, hey, will you just pay attention to this? Right. You need this for your health. Yeah. I mean, I think Jung believed that the dream world was so necessary that it affected your physical health Mm -hmm. if you didn't pay attention to your dreams. And certainly people who have insomnia get tremendous help if they then really put effort into remembering their dreams. Mm -hmm. They will sleep better. Every every form of consciousness dreams, animals dream, trees dream, even atoms and molecules dream. Right. Because every form of consciousness forms its own dreams. You know, they're created by that spark, mm-hmm. which is set off between our in the, of between the inner being of whatever being it is—a tree, a person—and the physical being yeah. of the tree or the person or the molecule. So it's a conversation between the physical and the inner spark coming right. from the unconscious realm. Right. A lot of people, uh, especially this year with with COVID going on, have uh, really been on edge. You know, they've been dealing with a lot of things, yeah. and we've talked, you know, before on the podcast about uh, people's, you know, inner traumas and the things we've been carrying around with us, starting to kind of force their way out. And sometimes, if you don't answer the phone and listen, it's going to come to you like as a nightmare uh, exactly. to help you to to realize that hey, this is something you need to work on. It's not necessarily a a vision of the future that something bad's going to happen to you. It's your subconscious communicating with you saying, hey, this is something we need to work on for your health. Can't get in touch with you any other way, so we're going to do it this way. Yeah. So instead of being fearful and, and not wanting to go to sleep, really listen to those types of dreams and, and figure out what it's telling you. And it can really help you work through some of the things on the inside to help you feel better. Right. Dreams use a particular form of language to mm-hmm. reach us, which is symbols. Um, dreams prefer to give you an image or a symbol rather than a whole bunch of words, which would be harder to remember. Mm -hmm. But if you see the world, you see like that NASA photo of the Earth, that Mm -hmm. blue-white jewel out in outer space, and suddenly it flips upside down, (laughs) well, you might remember that. And then you might say to yourself, wow. The earth flipped upside down. The world flipped upside down. Is my world about to flip upside down? So um, always pay careful attention to whatever the symbol the dream uses is because it's not random. This is a wise part of your being speaking to you every night, Mm -hmm. and it is carefully choosing the symbol that it uses to communicate with you. So, you know... It's not a bad idea to think of, take a symbol from a dream you had and, and carry it around with you in your mind's eye, almost like you would carry a small crystal in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And you take it out and examine it and talk to yourself about it. Like, why did my dream choose a bow and arrow? Like, what is that about? What is that meaning to me? But be assured. The dream chose that for a specific reason. Right. There are a lot of people that, you know, have dreams are always wanting to know what did the dream mean? Wow. What is, what is that? You know, I want the interpretation, try and figure out um, really what it means. Is there, is there a way for people to really kind of go within and, and figure out what that is? Yes. And in fact, 
it's important actually it's the thing about interpreting dreams based on you know this means this mm-hmm. is that for the dream to be understood the analyst who is either the dreamer or the friend or the therapist um, needs to know the outer situation of the dreamer right. because if you know what's going on in the dreamer's outer reality, for example, their grandmother just died, mm-hmm. or they just lost their job, or they're about to get married, or they're an old person or a young person, then you can understand the symbol more, because the same symbol dreamt by one person will not have the same meaning right. as if it's dreamt by another. For example, if you have an old man riding on a horseback, and he comes to a brook, a fast-moving brook, and he and his horse jump across it, and then they're in a different land on the other side. That has one meaning. If you have a young guy riding a horse, he comes to a brook and he leaps over it, that is a very different meaning. In the first dream, if it's the old man crossing a boundary, he may be crossing into another world. This may be a warning to him to get ready to leave and cross into a different dimension. Mm -hmm. A young guy leaping over it on his horse, he's just crossing obstacles. They're not in his way. He's moving forward. And he shouldn't be afraid to leap over an obstacle. So it's the same kind of thing, the horse, the rider, the brook, but the, the dream means something different to each of those dreamers. And so people that are trying to interpret their dreams, trying to figure it out, can really look inside and, and get an idea of what's going on in their lives and, and figure out what those symbols mean. Right. Like, why did, my, why did this wise being inside me, this wisest, because the dream psyche is about a thousand times smarter than the waking ego. Right. So why is this wise being inside me showing me this image? What is it compensating? Mm -hmm. What is it trying to show me that I'm missing? Because this wise being doesn't waste time and energy telling you something you already know. It wants to tell you something that you're failing to realize. What am am I not getting? What what, What don't I see about how I'm handling this situation or what's coming? So it's going to compensate what you know. So then you say to yourself, okay... So, oh, I'm supposed to take this into account, you know, that the world is about to, my world is about to flip upside Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. So you can think, okay, the dream can be thought of in one sense as a compensation for what I'm ignoring. And you can look at it that way. Also, what never goes wrong is to pay attention to the feeling you have in the dream. What is it I feel? Am I frightened? Am I anxious? Am I joyful? Am I blissed out? What's the feeling of the dream? You can always start there. And then you've got to catch some symbol, like you catch an animal by the tail, right. and then you work your way up to the body to get it by the throat. So you've really got a hold of that dream. And you can write down as much as possible that you can remember of it. Because the dream is going to disappear. If you don't anchor it in three-dimensional reality by yeah. writing it down, because once you get fully into the rational mind, you know you're fully awake and you know, oh, today's Monday. And I'll talk on the phone with Susan Plunkett for my show. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to lose access to the dream right. because they're in a different universe. Yeah. And once you come into rational thinking in that universe, the ego takes over and it doesn't see the point of remembering the dream. So you have to catch it when you first wake up before you're fully, fully rational. So it is uh, important to keep a dream journal. That's something that I hear oh, a lot of people doing. Oh, wonderful. Now. Yeah. Wonderful to do that. It's amazing to do that because in a way, it's the other history of your being. Mm-hmm. You have your waking history, but the dream history comes from a deeper place. Right. So writing your dreams down is is another history of you mm-hmm. in a deeper level of your being because your dreams describe the inner situation that you're living through, the inner truth, the inner reality of every dreamer. And 
that's a whole other way to have your memoir. <laughs> are you finding that a lot of people are having really intense dreams lately? What do you think that well, there is? Was a lot, yeah, a lot of fear dreams mm -hmm. back in March and April because right. everyone thought they were going to die. Right, yeah. And I think a lot of the dreams were trying to um, point out that that was a fear yeah. and that it, some people would die. But in general, our dreams warn us about death. Yeah. Um, not as we don't dream of a physical body dying because the unconscious knows that the soul doesn't die right. so it doesn't represent death as our physical body dying really no such it thing as death right there's no such thing as death from the point of view of the unconscious right. so if you dream you're dying physically that's a dream about you're about to transform into a new awareness you're not going to die a death dream is very different what is lucid dreaming i know i've uh, experienced that where you can kind of you're aware that you're dreaming and can control it in a way. What's happening yeah. when you do that? That's just just what you said is happening. Yeah. That you're that you're aware that you're more related at that point to your deeper self mm -hmm. and you know you're dreaming and you're controlling the dream, which is a beautiful thing to do. Not everyone can do that. It's, it's fun, great. too. You're aware you're creating it. Yeah. yeah. You're actually aware that you're creating your own dream because you are, which is beautiful to, to take that power and do it. And I've, I've read that there are, are certain things that you can kind of do. Um, you can to help you to realize that you are dreaming and that sometimes to try and uh, insert some kind of symbol. Uh, like a red ball or something in your yeah. dream. So when you see that, you know, hey, wait a minute, I'm dreaming. And then you can control right. what you're doing and just have, have a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's really good to do that because lucid dreaming, I think, helps us prepare to understand that we exist in multiple realities. Mm -hmm. The physical reality is only one. And the dream world and physical reality are two independent realms. Mm -hmm. And they exert pressure and influence on one another. But they are different realms. And to be able to function through lucid dreaming in that realm of the dream is just a beautiful, powerful thing to do. I've often wondered if we actually go somewhere when we dream. Uh, lately, I've been having some really interesting dreams. It's, you know, I wake up and I'm rested and I feel healed and I'm, I'm ready to go for the day. So I'm getting really good rest. But... Sometimes I, I wake up and I go, whoa, where, where was I just now, just a minute ago? Where was I? Because it almost exactly. feels like you were somewhere. And lately it's like, um, it's almost like a feeling of just getting off work. I feel like I've been out saving the world or something like some kind of superhero, not like, you know, uh, cape and tights, but kind of help out helping, helping the world in some kind of way. And when I wake up, I'm like, man, where, where was I just then? but I'm, I'm still resting. Well, you were. Yeah. You were out somewhere saving the world. <laughs> Your feeling is right, because we're existing in multiple realities at the same time. Right, yeah. And sometimes you can get so far out that when you wake up, you can't remember, temporarily can't remember your name in, mm -hmm. in this reality. I once yeah. said to my husband a few years back, I woke up and I said, I know, I know you, but yeah. I have no idea. What is my name in this dimension? Right. And he said, your name is Susan Plunkett, and you're married to me. And I said, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> because you're so far, your body just stays on the bed, uh -huh. your physical body, but yeah. your subtle body, your light body, your psyche, your soul is traveling. Yeah. And yeah. you can, you know, you can see things that you know you've never seen, but you've seen them, and if you check it out, it's exactly right. I mean, that's how, not Saturn's rings, but a, a different planetary body that has rings was discovered by somebody uh, just traveling in their dream state and, and seeing it and reporting it. And it's not to say that it doesn't affect the physical body because anytime we travel, which is whenever we're dreaming, into other realities, it does have physical, chemical, electromagnetic, psychological, psychic mm -hmm. repercussions yeah. on our physical body. Yeah. Um, which can be positive, many mm -hmm. times positive, so that, you know, the body does rest, but the soul, the soul is journeying and mm -hmm. doing work in other dimensions because we're simultaneously existing in all times mm -hmm. and in all dimensions at once. So there's really no beginning and no end to a dream or to any of our realities. 
Is that the same thing as astral traveling, you think, or is that more yeah, of a conscious? Yeah. Kind of, okay. Yeah, astral traveling. Yeah. That's right. Some, you know, some people are very aware that they're astral traveling. I'll uh, I'll set the intention. Uh, one thing I like to do, a place I like to go, which is pretty interesting, is um, just kind of uh, out into space, just on the edge of the uh, the atmosphere there, and just kind of look yeah. back down on the earth. And I I find myself doing that quite frequently. You know, getting older, my my vision is uh, a little bit. Um, starting to get a little bit uh, iffy, but I, I noticed in these dreams when I'm doing that, and if I am, you know, able to to have that that vivid dream and realize I'm dreaming and can go out there and take a look at the Earth down below. Exactly, uh, it's clear. Exactly. It's clear as if I had perfect vision. It's really interesting. Well, right, because even if your vision in your physical body is getting less clear, it, it doesn't affect the vision of your subtle body. Mm-hmm. Yeah which doesn't see with your physical eyes. So I, too, have been out in space mm-hmm. uh, dreaming, and it's amazing. It is. It's it amazing. Is. So you have an active dream life. Is I there do. a dream you want, a specific dream you want to talk about? Um, I can't think of any right offhand. Uh, I've always had uh, really good dreams. Well, I mean, you know, we all have nightmares on occasion, depending on what's yeah. going on within us. But um, for the most part... I've always kind of set an intention of what I wanted to learn in my dreams. Uh, any information that Great. I need to know, please Wonderful. send to me. Um, and just to, to have fun in my dreams. And I find that when I do that right before I go to sleep, especially in that hypnagogic state, um, you, uh, you're able to, to do that more so. And it's, uh, it's a yes. wonderful thing. It's- you're, you, you're working with your unconscious, you know, you're working with, and by unconscious, I'm not talking about a small realm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about a universe. Yeah. The universe within us is bigger than the starry heavens right. you see outside, because it's encompassing all times and all dimensions, mm-hmm. and you can dream, if you want, of yourself in other lifetimes, mm-hmm. in other living in other galaxies living on other planets, yeah. having different types of bodies than your human body, mm-hmm. if you will free up your consciousness. I have dreamt of myself as a four-legged entity, mm-hmm. so it's possible to do that. Uh, you know, there's no limit on what you can experience in your dreams. Yeah. I have had dreams um, before that came true. That used to happen a lot as a yeah. kid. It was never really a, a negative thing or a bad thing um, unless there was something really that something big that was about to happen on the planet that would affect a lot of people. Sometimes I would dream about it. Um, uh, like uh, with nine 11, for example, right. you know, a couple of weeks right. before that um, I was, uh, I was in the city and uh, I saw the, the twin towers there and I thought to, uh, to go up there because it's been a long time. And I thought, no, nah, I'll do it next time. And when I thought, no, nah, I'll do it next time, something hit me that there's yep. not going to be a next time. And I took a picture of the towers just right then uh, and there. And uh, one of the famous pictures that you saw in the newspapers uh, when all that wow. happened was the exact same angle, that exact same shot of right. the picture I took. And I had a dream about it as well. Not about the physical event, but that something in a major right. city was gonna gonna happen, and I think a lot of people had that experience. A back lot of then people too. had that dream. Yeah. A lot of people had that had that dream or that awareness, because in fact, you were able to do it in the waking state, mm-hmm. but in the dream state, there's no time. Right. You can remember the future as much as well as you remember the past. So when you've had dreams of things that then came true, they they had already happened, and you just saw them right. in your dream right. because there is no time. But that it's amazing. The night before the World Trade Center, I was out on the Hudson River in a mm-hmm. boat, and I saw, and down in the harbor, and I glanced up at the towers, mm-hmm. and I had the weirdest feeling, just yeah. like you. Yeah. And my insides flipped upside down. Right. And I thought, what is that about? What yeah. is that about? And then the next morning I knew because we knew even in our waking state, something was about to happen. Mm -hmm. And with uh, things like past lives, I feel that sometimes we can access that. I know that through past life regression uh, during hypnosis, you can kind of go back to that or open up that part of the subconscious and 
and understand that more. But I do think that, that we can access that in dreams as well. I mean, we do have the yep. field around us. We have access to uh, the Akashic field, the Akashic records. Of course, that goes by a, a bunch of different names, but right. it's that field of information of all that's been. Yeah, you can travel be, there. You can travel to the Akashic records and in your dreams and have mm-hmm. a look through. Yeah, yeah. That can teach us a lot about ourselves, um, the, yeah. the way we are, who we are, why we're the way that we are. We may have something that kind of bothers us, a unique thing about us that may not be something that's happened in this life, but something you're kind of carrying over from a previous life. And it's important, I think, exactly. to, to go back and explore that as well, to either deal with that or to help you understand more about yourself. Yeah, that past life regression is very helpful for that. Mm-hmm. And you can do it through your dreams or you can visit a past life regression therapist to help you see which lives might be infect- affecting mm-hmm. this life. Yeah. and causing particular fears or limitations right. or blocks for you, yeah. and then work through that. We're going to take a break here for just a couple of minutes, but we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about your books and uh, a couple of other things. Now, this is kind of a fascinating topic, what you're writing about, and uh, you're seeing this this topic more and more. People are starting to understand a little bit about what's going on in the world right now, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But as far as dreams go, is there any anything that you want to, any kind of advice or anything you want to tell people about their dreams to, to help them understand them more before we take the break? The very best thing you can do for yourself, the best gift you can do for yourself is to put a little notebook and pencil next to your bed mm-hmm. or your phone if you write on that and ask your unconscious, this wise being inside you for the gift of a dream before you sleep and put a little effort into remembering it and write it down or type it into your phone because this anchors the dream in three-dimensional reality. most self-loving thing you can do is listen to your dreams. That is amazing. I love it. All right, let's take a break here for a minute. We'll be right back and talk more with Susan Plunkett. If you want to check out our website, it is Susan Plunkett, S-U-S-A-N-P-L-U-N-K-E-T.com. And she has a couple of books you should check out. One, Mission from Venus, and the one that just came out on New Year's Day, The Wanderers on Earth. Pretty fascinating topics here. We're going to talk about that here in just a couple of minutes. Come right back. Phantom Radio Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. Want exposure to a worldwide audience? Guys are great. Email us today for more information on advertising specials under rate flow. Space is limited. podcast on radiosharlotte.com it's Ren. we've been talking about dreams here with susan plunkett and now i want to talk about her books now last year she came out with the book mission from venus and now as of january 1st new year's day the wanderers on earth is available now is this uh is this part of a trilogy or are they all connected trilogy nice okay. i'm writing the third one now oh nice nice how were you guided to to write these books where did this inspiration come from where did the idea come from well i was speaking to this intuitive in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and named Cindy Dale, and she said, it's below zero here in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm freezing, and suddenly your guides and my guides are telling me that I have to tell you this, and I'm burning up, wow. and it's freezing out, but I'm burning up. Oh, wow. And I said, well, what? Well, you're supposed to write. You're supposed to write. You're not just a psychologist. You're supposed to write. The information will be given to you. And you've just got to write it down, and that is your mission. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, right. 
I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I can't take it on a project. I don't know how to write. Um, so I fought the idea for a little while, and then I just sat down and and started writing, and that was a few years ago. That was 2015 she mm -hmm. said that to me. And I wrote one book to teach myself how to write. Right. And then I was talking to the daughter of an Australian aborigine, a shaman. Wow, yeah. And she said, you know, they're telling me that this is a trilogy and you will channel the whole trilogy. Oh, wow. You've just got to do it. Right. And so I started writing Mission from Venus, mm -hmm. which is set on Venus, not Venus as we know it, right. with an atmosphere of sulfuric acid, yeah. but Venus in the sixth dimension, right. which exists simultaneously as all dimensions exist simultaneously, mm -hmm. and is beautiful and habitable, yeah. where all these beings are answering a call that comes out across the universe to volunteer for a mission to Earth to help more humans make the leap to the higher dimensions along with the Earth, because the Earth is moving, has really moved now into the fourth dimension, and the people, the beings that live on our surface have to move into the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension also. Mm -hmm. So Mission from Venus follows eight wanderers it, there are thousands training, but I focus on eight. Two from the Pleiades, two from the Violet Planet, two natives of Venus, and two from Arcturus, who, who lived in the heart of a star, of a star Arcturus. So these beings train throughout the book Mission from Venus. And the end of Mission from Venus, they're born on Earth as humans, mm -hmm. human babies, mm -hmm. incarnating in human families. And they think they're regular humans because... Right. They have to go through the veil of forgetting, like all of us do. Um, so because not most of us don't remember what planet we lived on before, right, right. or what galaxy. Maybe we're from the Sombrero Galaxy, or the right. Needle Galaxy, yeah. or Andromeda. We don't know, because we all pass through the veil of forgetting when we're yeah. born here in these human bodies. Mm -hmm. So these wanderers don't know who they are. Yeah. And they have to wake up in the third dimension without getting killed by the Dark Lords of Orion. Mm -hmm. And um, book two, which is The Wanderers on Earth, which is also follows these same eight wanderers, they start to wake up. It begins when they're around 21. And they've all had several near brushes with death because of the Dark Lords wanting to kill them mm -hmm. because they would like Earth to go forward on the negative path right. of control and darkness and the wanderers would like earth to go forward on the path of light which is oneness unity right. so book two is all the adventures of these eight wanderers how they find one another again they find their twin flames they find one another and they start to uh help humans help various situations and that just came out on january 1st where can people get it available on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com, mm -hmm. and I'm writing the third one, that is which I'm not even sure what the title. don't know whether it's the last battle for Earth or right, right. What, what I'm going to call it. Um, well, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, yet to, it's, I'm, they're just giving me information now. Yeah. I get a lot of information while I'm sleeping, mm -hmm. or even while I'm at the computer, like mm -hmm. they'll change a word. Yeah. Like I'll be yeah. writing a word, and suddenly I'm writing a different word because I've heard like a different word. Mostly I just see pictures, yeah, and yeah. I write what I see in the pictures. It's yeah. very visual, mm -hmm. but occasionally it will get to the level of a word, right. and they'll change the word. It's not clear who all is giving me the information, but mm -hmm. one group I am aware of from the formless realm, mm -hmm. a group that I did sit in council with mm -hmm. in one in, before incarnating, mm -hmm. and I'm just the scribe. Yeah. They told me, you're only the scribe. We'll give you the information. You're a scribe, and you've been a scribe in many lifetimes. Wow. And so you'll just be the scribe. So that's, what, that's what's up with that. That is so fascinating. You know, it, it, for, for a lot of people uh, out there, there, there are a lot of people that are kind of going through a spiritual awakening right now. You can see the patterns yes. all across yes. the world. They're starting to to wake up. Some aren't. Some are still really holding on to that, that uh, old Third self. dimensional yeah. separation. 
And, and that's understandable because, you know, you, you have your beliefs, you have the things you were taught, the things that you know to be true right now. So it's hard to let go of that old self uh, and to, yep. to step into the new. So there's a lot of, I know your, your books are classified as fiction, but right. there's a lot of parallels to what's going on in the, in the world right now, in the universe right now. Right. It's, they're done as fiction because story Mm-hmm. It's a little easier for people to absorb some of these ideas as story. Mm-hmm. For example, Star Wars, yes. I believe, is largely true. I agree, 100%. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry yes. Potter, a lot of truth in all these books. But story reaches more people, mm-hmm. and it's more easily accessible than just writing things as fact. We've all had the, the question, you know, who are we? Where are we from? What's our purpose in life? Right. And we come into this, into this lifetime, you know, with that veil, with that forgetting, you know, we're meant to feel separated and, and the purpose really, when it comes down to it, we all have our individual, you know, soul plans and purposes, but our, our main goal here is to kind of find our way back and remember who we are and, and um, yeah. really awaken. And that's really what we're meant to do here. And a lot of people are starting to go through that. It's such a, a wonderful thing to see and to talk to people who are experience in this this awakening and these these changes and the uh the things that they're feeling in their body as their body is kind of starting to upgrading adapt. So yeah. yes uh, upgrading yeah. the, our dna is upgrading it is. i think we're, a lot of stuff is coming from at least 22 galaxies to help us open the higher chakras which shut down right. at the time of lemuria and atlantis mm-hmm. like uh crashing into the sea yeah but I guess it was at the time of Atlantis, which yeah. was before Lemuria crossed in. It's about 12,800 um, years ago. It's part of that 26,000-year cycle that we're going yeah, through. Yeah, right. We've just come to the end of mm-hmm. of another cycle of a 2,600-year Piscean mm-hmm. cycle, yep. and now we're in Aquarius, and every things don't stay hidden. They stayed hidden in Pisces. Right. Now we're in a light age, and it's amazing that... The amount of awakening that you speak of, I see it too. Mm-hmm. I see it in, in patients. I see it in friends. I see it in my daughter yeah. who's 26. Um, people are starting to ask the questions mm-hmm. like, just like you said, where did I come from? Where am I going? Why am I here? We're here to wake up and realize that we're a spark of the divine yeah. and that we're all connected. We're all part of one giant organism. Yep. A lot of people, and this is something we've been taught, you know, to, to find the truth and, and find all the answers out there somewhere. Uh, but that's really not the case. You know, you find everything you need to know within. It's all exactly. right there. And that's how you start to, to really understand who you are and, and where you're from. And there are people out there that may lately be feeling, I know, you know, the whole pandemic has, has put people on edge and, and brought some fear uh, to, to the world, but um, they are starting to to maybe feel a shift in in their energy levels you know they may feel one day just happy you know just just completely happy for really no reason the next day they may feel kind of down and depressed it's like a yeah a roller coaster of emotions and maybe some some small just uh, annoying little pressure headaches or uh, having really interesting dreams at night or you know appetite you know just being extremely hungry one day and then not at all the next day and people are starting to wonder what is going on am i okay and the answer is yes you're fine we're just going through a shift right now as part of it yeah and it's affecting the physical body as your dna upgrades Mm -hmm. and just just hang tough that this that this bug one bug to unite us all to show us just how much we're all connected created a time out and a pause, yeah. you know, last spring, where everybody was had more quiet time, mm-hmm. had more alone time to look inward. Once we got over the first rush of the fear that we were going to die, right. even though we know there's no death, not everyone knows that yet, that, you know, the soul does not die. Um there was space and time mm-hmm. for introspection, for meditation, for coming to awareness uh, that we are eternal light beings. Mm-hmm. 
temporarily having an experience on planet Earth in a bipedal form. Um, But that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. We are actually all a spark of the divine, and therefore we are all part of the oneness, one organism. And which is why they have those, we have those old sayings like what you do for another mm-hmm. is also done for yourself. Yes. Just like what you do for yourself mm-hmm. is done for the other because the other is you. There is no other. That's right. And when everyone grasps that, there will be paradise on yeah. this planet. Yeah. Perhaps this planet will be a paradise. And people are starting to get that. Yeah. It's, you know, when people read uh, history books or, you know, things like the Bible, uh, really most, if not all religions around the world kind of talk about this, this time that we're in right now. And it's not something to be scared of. Um, And a lot of people are realizing that, okay, the things that we've been taught and, and, you know, learned in Sunday school or or whatever it may be. Are only part of the story. Right. The definition of it all may change. But the truth yeah. always remains the same. And we're starting to that realize there, yeah. that. Yeah, it is a beautiful time to be on Earth, despite COVID, right. despite suffering. It's a time of awakening. Mm-hmm. It's a time of the planet moving to a higher dimension, a higher mm-hmm. vibration. I mean, in truth, Earth exists in all vibrations and all dimensions, right. and so do we. But our particular consciousness mm-hmm. as humans and Earth's particular consciousness in this dimension is awakening. Yeah. And the more light we hold, yeah. the more gentle will be the leap to the fourth dimension. Yeah. And that's what the wanderers in, that is the purpose, the mission of the wanderers in my book, The Wanderers on Earth. Their mission that they're tasked with while they study on Venus is to teach all humans that they are divine, mm-hmm. and that they can do things that they never thought they could do, mm-hmm. that they all have the same powers that great avatars had, right. whether the avatar is Jesus or Muhammad or Buddha, that all of us are intuitive. All of us can create reality, are creating reality. In fact, are creators, each of us. And so that's what the wanderers are trying to the message the wanderers are trying to bring to all the humans on Earth. And the information I've received is that there are, in fact, 80 million incarnate wanderers from higher dimensions, from the fifth dimension and beyond, Mm -hmm. living on Earth right now. As humans, many of them do not know that they're wanderers. For example, I'm not sure Tesla, who was a, who I believe was a wanderer, yes, yes. or Benjamin Franklin. Da Vinci. I'm not sure they, they knew they were wanderers. Yeah, yeah. But we are not, this is not the first wave of wanderers. There have been wanderers who came because they wanted to help throughout time. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's just a particularly lot of wanderers here because it's the time of ascension right. on into the next dimension. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then there's the other side that would, that prefers control yeah. and would like uh, Earth not to go to the fourth dimension on the right. path of light. And that's, I represent them in my books as the Dark Lords of Orion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who they slip through the quarantine. Right. They don't incarnate. They steal in because there's a certain amount of permeability in the quarantine around Earth. Hence, UFOs can slip through. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to, but they do. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the Dark Lords slip through. And, you know, they try to enslave humans, mm-hmm. control them, because you advance on the path of the dark side by controlling people. Mm-hmm. And you advance on the path of the light side by being in service right. to people. And so it's an opposite way, but you can advance in both ways up to a point. And then after a certain level of consciousness, you have to join the path of light. Right. But you can go pretty far by oh, yeah. being selfish and greedy. People don't realize uh, that, that human beings are such amazing, beautiful, powerful, yes. creative beings. And we're, we are, yes. from the time we're kids, we start to have this, this kind of this programming, you know, that 
teaches yeah. us that, that we're not. We're not worried. Shuts us down. Shuts us down. Education shuts us down. Yeah. Well, you know, the development of the frontal lobe mm-hmm. uh, and language limits things because we start to have, everything has to make rational sense. Yeah. And we have to learn two plus two is four, and we have to learn how to spell. And right. we learn this set history, which may have some truth and some fiction in it. But animals, they don't, they don't do that. Like, right. look at a dog. Right. A dog is our teacher. Right. Because dogs just love unconditionally. They're just here to give service. They just love. And they're not bothered by this big frontal lobe that right. has to do all this education and learning and questioning. So, yeah, the children don't have a developed prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. so they can remember God. Yeah, yeah. They can remember where they came from, mm-hmm. and they can remember how powerful they are up to a point, mm-hmm. and then it gets increasingly frustrating mm-hmm. as they have to shut down their power and awareness to exist in the third dimension, you know, in our systems of education and yeah, work. Yeah. And, but hopefully even education will become more enlightened rather than lining kids up in rows of desks. Right. You know, you got to sit there and be quiet. And I remember when I was a kid, um, really young, I think we were talking about the geography of the planet and talking about the continents and things like that. And I, we were looking at a map, and I raised my hand and I said, where's Atlantis? And my teacher, wow. of, course, of course, said, you know, oh, that's just a fairy tale that doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, it's it's supposed to be right there. Um, yeah. And uh, she said, no, just, you know, don't disturb the class. Just, you know, do your thing. And, oh, oh. Okay. And we were studying and, space and the planets. And I said, yeah, there's a black hole at the center of our galaxy. I mean, look at it. It looks like a spiral, like something's going down the drain. And again, the teacher's like, no, that's yeah. not true. Don't make things up and confuse everybody. And a letter yeah. went home to my parents that I was disturbing the class. So that's kind of how oh. it all starts, you know. Now that's yeah. that's kind of what what we're looking at. You were just more enlightened than the teacher. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. She'll she or he will get there at some right. point too. Because exactly. Everybody gets there. Mm-hmm. The absolute happiness of all beings is assured in the long run. Not everybody wakes up at the same time. Right. Some people, if they don't want to wake up, if they want to believe in separation, that they're not part of the whole or that they just want to hang on to what they have and not be concerned with the care of others, Mm -hmm. well, they may have to spend another 75,000 years Mm -hmm. on doing another cycle in the third dimension on a different planet, which is still third dimensional. But they won't be able to reincarnate when they cross over back on Earth, because Earth will be fourth dimensional, Mm -hmm. and third dimensional beings will not be able to function in the intensity of the light and the vibration right. of Earth when it's fairly fourth dimensional. Mm-hmm. So, but they, they will go and then they will move to the fourth dimension when they're ready. Right. And there's no hurry about anything. Right. We're all evolving back to source yeah. from where we once flew out as a spark. One thing that I'm noticing now, which I think is amazing, is there's a bridging between spirituality and the scientific community. They're starting to yes. agree on some things and, and starting to explain some of the th- same things. So that's yeah. kind of part of what's happening. But really what it's what we're experiencing as human beings is uh, a truly amazing thing. A lot of souls want to be incarnate on Earth now. Exactly. I yeah. mean, people this is where the party is. Exciting. <laughs> There's a long waiting list. So you think sometimes yeah. you wake up and you think, oh, life sucks. I don't want to be here. There's a waiting list of people wanting to get in. Exactly, exactly. So with these books, one thing that that really fascinates me about the process, and you did touch on it just a little bit, um, uh, how you wrote them, um, you channel these books. That's basically, so it was like automatic writing in a way, these? Yes. Um, I see pictures, Mm -hmm. and, and I write down, describe what I see. Like, I get the facts probably sometimes in my dreams mm-hmm. because I, they've said write in the morning and in fact I only do write in the morning yeah. while you still can grasp what before the day takes over your brain um, so that you can remember what we've downloaded and then when I'm writing I see pictures and I describe sometimes what I'm seeing or <clears throat> sometimes I'll hear a word and I'll know that that's the particular word that they want me to write right. like 
that I'm a scribe taking dictation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I can't always do it. Like, there are days when my channel doesn't feel like it's working. Maybe because I'm too stressed or I don't feel well, or my DNA is shifting because Mm -hmm. of all this light energy coming in Mm -hmm. from the heart of 22 other galaxies. I don't know, but I'm not always a clear channel. But when I am, I try to just write until it runs out, you know, or until I have to have a patient um, session. Is this something you've always, uh, I know we all have these gifts, but is this something that you uh, remembered and were able to develop recently for these books specifically, or is this something you've always had since childhood? I had it in childhood, Mm -hmm. kind of ignored it in teenage years and early 20s, and for whatever reasons, life. And then when I started working as a psychologist about 30 years ago, I would receive information to help the client. And for a long time, that's the only time I let any information through. And then around 2010, uh, this intuitive who's now crossed over, he was a man then in his 80s, said, look, you're not using your channel. Mm -hmm. You're not using it. You have a mission, you're not using it. But I was afraid of dark energy trying to work through me. And so I was afraid. But then when I spoke to Cindy Dale in 2015, then I decided to take a risk and not be so fearful. Mm -hmm. So then I just started letting it come through. But, you know, I think anybody, any human can be a channel. They can actively know the future as they know the past. But we're taught that we don't have these abilities. We're taught that only gods and avatars have them. But Mm -hmm. that isn't true. Because we are gods. We are sparks of the divine. And so anybody can channel. And anybody can know the future. Mm -hmm. Because it's already, it's it's all happening at once, simultaneously. So it's just, we have to just allow it. But we don't allow it, in my case, because of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And in other cases, maybe because people don't believe they have that much power. That they are actually creators and divine beings temporarily walking around in a bipedal body with flesh and bone. Right. But they have been in many forms. Meditate on it. Yeah. Meditate on it. Trust yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would say to all your listeners, as you say to them, you are divine. Mm -hmm. You have so much power that you haven't tapped into yet. And this is a wonderful, exciting time, and you chose to be here. Mm -hmm. Everybody is here now. We chose to be here Mm -hmm. for this great moment on Earth. And we were the lucky ones who got the long straw. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're here. And we chose to be here for this auspicious time. So meditate, dream, journal, look around, and step into your higher being. That is absolutely beautiful. Well, Susan, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to call in today and do this. Uh, I, oh, I love talking to you. It's great talking to a fellow traveler, wanderer, light being. Happy journeying through this marvelous time, Ren. Yes, you as well. And happy journeying to all your listeners through this auspicious, beautiful time on this beautiful planet. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Susan. I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. SusanPlunkett.com is the website. And definitely check out her books, Mission from Venus, and the second of the trilogy that just came out on January 1st, The Wanderers on Earth. Pretty fascinating topic there. That's it for the Phantom Radio podcast tonight. I'm Ren. If you want to reach out to me, Ren, R-E-N-N, at RadioCharlotte.com. You can also call the TAN line, leave a voicemail, say hi to us from wherever you are in the world. 704-TAN-LINE, 704-826-5463. You guys have a great night, and I'll talk to you really soon. Good night, Blue Eyes. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room, no space to rent in this town. You're out of luck, and the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck, and you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found a friend to take you out of this place, somewhere. 
Phantom Radio, Charlotte.